But let me tell you the reason that I said this, because I actually have not talked to you about this. Okay. Uh, so two days ago, what 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 is today? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So Saturday to Sunday, there were in 12 hours from Saturday evening to Sunday morning when I woke up at 5.30, 6, 16 people shot and four killed in St. Louis in 12 hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, it got 20 to 30 seconds on the news that I was watching that morning. 20, 20 to 30 seconds. It should be a big deal, and it's not. So that's why I responded to the mayor tweeting that I'm going to worry about the people who were in the Ozarks rather than focusing on the existing crime ordeal that my city has absorbed and continues to deal with and will continue to deal with once the coronavirus is over. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go away. She's not going to do anything about it. Um, but that, you think about that though, 12 hours, 16 people shot in 12 hours. Hey, CEP listeners, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the show. In this episode, Patrick and I dive deep in conversation about the lack of social distancing and hydration parties that occurred recently in the Ozarks. We chat about how crime and homicide is being overlooked in St. Louis, and we give our takes on Adam Sandler movies and the disturbingly small amount of Adam Sandler movies that Patrick has seen. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, don't hesitate to reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us cover about music, sports, pop culture, or anything in general, email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Ricardo, Patrick Blair. Skype land every episode, at least for now. I don't know. Really, do you think we're ever going to ever going to be able to do this in person? I haven't even thought about it. It just depresses me. I just <laughs> we just choose not to think about it. So, well, listen, we, this what? is episode 16. So we're it doesn't feel like we've done this for 16 weeks. How 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 soon before we got quarantined did we start? It wasn't that long, right? No, it wasn't. Maybe three weeks, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Four weeks. Damn. Once this coronavirus is over, I think we should just kill the podcast. What do you think? I mean, it's it's been solely motivated by being quarantined. I wouldn't say solely, but pretty close. I mean, I was kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, probably a big majority of it. Uh, it has a lot to do with it. Yeah. How was your trip to the Ozarks? Okay, I did not go to the Ozarks. Are you sure? Yeah. But a lot of a lot of a lot of viruses, a lot of a lot of juices flowing down there, huh? Weird. Like that so last episode I I mentioned that I think that day drinking is just beginning to become drinking, like that's just the thing now. And that's yep. that's yep. what I feel like happened down there. But and everybody is just like so eager to get out that it was for anybody who doesn't know this is so weird like this is pictures taken of people in a pool that are like two like elbow to elbow two inches from each other well i think everyone knows what it is by now maybe but let me ask let me ask you this yes have you ever been to the ozarks because i have not once once Uh uh-huh so did you what what did you do while you were there this is actually a church retreat i think I was I was in middle school, so never mind. You see, you didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go down there to party. <laughs> Why do I care? All right, yeah, okay, that's good. So when I oh my god, what were I? Were you expect uh, were you expecting me to give you this cool ass story about Party Cove or something? I was expecting a party answer. Yes. So why do I care about your church retreat? I, I don't know. Why did you ask? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Holy shit. Um. So the day, the day it sort of went, the, well, the beginning of the day when it went viral, um, I'm up early 
with my wife who are eating breakfast. And there, a video comes on on the news. Okay. So I had to look at her and I go, that can't be real. Right. Now, let me, let me just say this. I have to lean on my wife for, for things that are a little bit too Caucasian for even myself to understand. Even, even my pale, pasty, white ass, if I don't get it, I have to lean on my wife. And I go, that's the whitest thing I've ever seen. Is that real? That has to be a fake video. She goes, no. Been in the Ozarks. That's called a rehydrate party. That's a real thing. She goes, they're all that crowded all the time. She goes, that's not because people are people were anticipating getting out because of the coronavirus because they've been quarantined. That's what they look like. And I go, that's disgusting. Why is everyone three inches from each other in a pool that's waist deep? Disgusting. She goes, honestly, she goes, honestly, I've been to one and she goes, the water by the by the end of the day, the water is brown. And I just go, white people, they're gross. We're, we're gross. We're gross people. We have issues. So I, I didn't get it. Like, I've never been to the Ozarks. I've been to a pool party and I've been to pool parties in Vegas where it's kind of the, this, the, it's kind of the same concept where you, it's the daytime, you're day drinking, everyone's in the pool. It's, there's a DJ, it's a party, it's a big dance party, right? No one was that close. Right. And they were crowded. Now, Vegas obviously is a little bit different than the Ozarks. But no one was that close. They were just people were on top of each other. Right. Just on top of on top of on top. Like, and I just I, I and even after she told me that, I go, there's no way, A, that you've been to one of those. <laughs> Hit the showers. B, that people need to be that close. She goes, that's that's what it is. That's what those rehydrate parties are. And I, I was blown away. So I, I, I went to Twitter and I said, even in a coronavirus free world, this is disgusting. And I posted, you know, retweeted one of the videos of the people being sort of, I mean, I mean, there was no space anywhere. And people are just kind of like, like wafting around in their own stink and like sweat and, you know, booze, stench and jizz and whatever the hell else is in that water. So it's disgusting. What? My question is the the words rehydrate party. Is this for like the day after getting hammered? I guess so. Or yeah, you got fucked up the day before, so now it's time to get sit a, at the pool, get a little hair of the dog while in the pool with a thousand other people, one million other people <laughs> pissing on you, breathing <laughs> on you again. Forget about the coronavirus. It's gross right. without the coronavirus. Right. I, I don't I I hate when people invade my personal space. So I would never be caught dead at anything like that. Um when I'm in big crowds like that, I lose my mind. I get super anxious and flip out. So there's no way you'd ever catch me at one of those. But <laughs> it was still so new to me to see that. I I and she verified you know, that's, it's like that. That's the Ozarks period. You know, forget about what's going on. It has nothing to do with that. If you go prime prime time season in the Ozarks, you go to a pool party. That's what it looks like. Yikes. So let's talk about the business side of it. This is supposed to be a business that is supposed to be pushing social distancing. Yet people are elbow to elbow on top of each other. Yeah, there was like a six foot banner that said, stay six feet away if you can't, whatever it said, you know, please keep your distance. And no one was enforcing it. No, you know, um, obviously that's what the videos and photos show. But but at this point, that's just the business's decision, right? Or, or are they required by law right now to make sure that people are staying six feet apart from each other? Like, should they be... Should they be or are they being fined for not pushing it harder? I have not heard if they're being fined. I do know that the uh, the mayor of Osage Beach, which is where Lake of the Ozarks is located, uh, went on the news and said he had no problem with it. He wants his, he wants the businesses in Osage Beach to get back to to business and do what they do. So he 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 spoke out 
um, in favor of what was happening. And then, of course, our, our St. Louis mayor had to get involved, which I have a whole other thing. I'll, a whole other rant that I'll get into about her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, eh, I want everyone to get back to business, so I don't have a problem with it. And I, now they want, you know, they want people to quarantine themselves if they were there for two weeks. And to, I mean, the, the, the thing is for a business owner who has been shut down for a couple of months now, I get that thought process that yeah. he's okay with it because at this point he's like, hell yes, money is, is flowing back in. This is exactly what we need. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right mindset to have though. I mean, you still have restaurants that are open that people are still staying six feet apart. So I, I don't know. I don't know which way to, as far as being a small business, I'm on their side, but not like that. Yeah, I mean, look, that that was excessive. <laughs> it, it just, it, there's no other way to put it. That was excessive. I, yeah. I mean, did you see the video of the guy coughing? Uh-uh. At one of those parties. So it's nighttime now, and they're still in the pool. It's like the pool party, but now there's music playing. There's like a band or maybe a DJ, and the video's on this guy. He he embodied everything I would expect a person to look like that is partying at the Ozarks, but <laughs> overweight, uh, hasn't had a haircut in a long time. I don't think it's Corona related. I just think he doesn't <laughs> cut his hair. Um, you know, like I said, tubby had a button up shirt on, but open. And so the video is on him and I, he's like talking to the person taking the video, but I think the person taking the video just didn't care. Like, I don't think it was meant to be like this. I'm going to make you your, this is going to be your moment for you to be funny. I think it was just like, you look kind of funny. So I'm just going to shoot a video and pretend that I'm getting everyone else, but you're going to talk to the camera. And then at the end, he just goes, just like this gargly, terrible cough. I was like, Oh, oh my, my God. God. He just coughed on you, but just, I was just like, Oh my God. Again, gross if there's no coronavirus you wouldn't catch me dead there it yeah it's bizarre it's bizarre <laughs> so you didn't have you didn't party in a pool during your eighth grade retreat your church retreat or whatever. Oh, no <laughs> i did not i Why did i, I did i did get in the lake over the weekend though you did uh-huh were there other human beings in the lake while you were in the lake yes but we did keep oh. distance. Not that it matters okay. when you're in a lake, but still. So is that like you went to a man-made lake? Or is it... I don't know. Don't you spend money on these things? Why do you not do research before you go to a place why would, and give them why would, your money? Why would I need to research that? There's a, there, there's a big hole there with water in it. I'm going to park my camper beside it. What what research needs to be done? <laughs> it could have been a natural spring. That's all I'm saying. I, I have no idea. No, it, I, it was not spring fed. So, um, the mayor of St. Louis was on. So this was uh, so this was yesterday, but she joined MSNBC to discuss the serious situation at the Lake of the Ozarks. And this is her tweet, by the way. Okay. If you were part of a group that didn't socially distance or wear masks, please, for the health of your family, coworkers, and friends, stay at home for the next 14 days. Okay. So I get people are worried that, you know, everyone that goes down to the Ozarks, they come from St. Louis, they come from Kansas City, neighboring cities. I get that. And my, so I retweeted this with a comment and I said, while it was disgusting what happened at the Ozarks, she has not at all addressed the gun violence and rising homicide numbers in her own city. I said, Osage Beach has a mayor. Let him handle it. Um, so I did, I did get a few replies, surprisingly, all for what I said. But let me tell you the reason that I said this, because I actually have not talked to you about this. Okay. Uh, so two days ago, what 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 is today? Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So Saturday to Sunday. 
there were in 12 hours from Saturday evening to Sunday morning when I woke up at 5.30, 6, 16 people shot and four killed in St. Louis in 12 hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, it got 20 to 30 seconds on the news that I was watching that morning. 20, 20 to 30 seconds. It should be a big deal, and it's not. So that's why I responded to the mayor tweeting that I'm going to worry about the people who were in the Ozarks rather than focusing on the existing crime ordeal that my city has absorbed and continues to deal with and will continue to deal with once the coronavirus is over. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go away. She's not going to do anything about it. Um, but that think about that, though. 12 hours. 16 people shot in 12 hours. I, I completely agree with you, but the the I feel like the reason why it's only getting 30 seconds on the news is because it's normal in air quotes normal not that it should be normal but it sadly it is. yes no, and, right. and it's it honestly if you if you're somebody who watches the news regularly that's probably something you look over at this point oh, yeah. because it you don't feel like it's ever going to change now, now well, I here's the thing. I can't sit here and tell you that I know the answers on how to fix it and how to stop it. I, I don't. But when things like that happen, what you just said, there's a 30-second clip about that many people dying, but we're going to talk more about a bunch of people in a pool. That's what an do issue. You think, what, it's funny you said that. So what do you think? The, the, so the news story that followed it, which, by the way, got two and a half minutes, was not actually about the Ozarks and the people in the pools. Okay. I'll give you one guess on what you think. So what what day just happened? What just what type of places just got reopened nationwide? Like restaurants and, and stuff? Is, nope. Something else. Concerts? No churches oh okay so churches reopening got two and a half minutes right uh 16 people getting shot and four people getting killed in our city got barely 30 seconds right it doesn't make any sense to me and look like you i don't have answers but what i do have is a platform right now to talk about it and I'm going to continue to use that platform probably for, for good. (laughs) There's, there's not going to be, there's not going to be an immediate solution and I'm not going to see results, uh, that will sort of, uh, make waves anytime soon. So I'm going to continue to talk about it and bitch about it. So here, Um, so here's the question. The 16 people being shot and four people dying. Yeah. Say that was the clip that got two and a half minutes. Does it change anything? Um, no, does, not does immediately. It, does, it, does it make people more aware, or are they are, so. or are they already aware and they overlook it, regardless of if it's a five second clip or two and a half minutes? Well, I think people who um, live outside of the area or areas, and again, these are all sort of closely related in in a specific part of the city. I think people that live outside of those areas just chalk it up to, well, that's that area. And I live in my own little bubble. So it doesn't have anything to do with me. Which kind of sort of makes sense in St. Louis because I mean, it depends on what street you're on, right? (laughs) Like your bubble could be just one street that could be nice houses and a nice place. And then the next street over is abandoned buildings. And that's also a giant problem that I have with, the city that I live in. Well, look, no, you're right. And, and again, so that you're, you're right about the fact that, yeah, it's, it's not, people know about it, but they choose to ignore it or they choose again, like I'm saying, just go, eh, doesn't have anything to do with me. It's not happening where I live. So we'll just let those people deal with it. Well, here's the issue. Those people can't deal with it unless we all show a little bit of civic responsibility and care that it's happening, period. Forget about where it's at, who it's happening to, it's happening. You know, I don't currently live anywhere close to where the majority of these shootings and this crime happens in St. Louis anymore. I used to, 
I grew up, honestly, in the area five minutes away from a major part of where this takes place on a daily basis. Um, and then as an adult lived five minutes away, just because I no longer live there, doesn't mean it still doesn't bother me. Right. And still doesn't, uh, you know, again, what can I do right now? My, my solution is using this platform to talk about it. And I think, uh, I think political leaders in the city need to choose their priorities. Yes. The coronavirus clearly is serious. And yes, there were a bunch of people down in the Ozarks not practicing social distancing, possibly giving it to one another, and they could possibly be bringing it back to St. Louis. I understand that. But my whole point is, once the coronavirus is long gone, this crime is still going to be an issue. Right. So I'm going to keep addressing it. I'm going to keep talking about it. But I mean, let's um, let's compare... Not that I have them in front of me, but let's compare death percentage over the past year from the coronavirus in St. Louis compared to shootings and stabbings and all that kind of stuff. Oh, homicides, it's astronomically higher. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the coronavirus has has affected more people in a shorter amount of time so far, but no, the numbers for homicides and gun-based homicides in the city are, again, just through the roof. And they always are. We don't have solutions. I mean, part of me goes, well, we can't just keep ignoring the area where it happens. And there are a lot of, and again, we don't, we don't have enough time right now to discuss this and we'll go down a road that there's probably no turning back, but there are a lot of things that go into this um, but the idea that we can't just because we don't live there doesn't mean we can't care about the community. I consider the community to be the entire city. Yes, I'm including St. Charles. Yes, I'm including the Metro East. Everyone. We all we're all living in the same area. We just have these little pockets, right, that keep us divided. You know, everyone sticks to their own. This, in my opinion, St. Louis is a melting pot. But if you if you visited here, you wouldn't know that. Not unless someone told you and and intentionally took you to all of the different places where you would experience that, uh, the different cultures that you have in St. Louis and the different types of people that make it a melting pot. If you visited from a different city, you would know. You would know. You would say, you would you would go. I see a very. Uh, I see a very segregated and racially intensified city. Right. And I've been told that by people that do visit here. And I go, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because we are a melting pot. We have large populations of people from all over the world living here. Unfortunately, they've been told that they need to stick to their own, which is sad. You know? So if people don't stick to their own, I'm sure it would take a long time. It'd be a ways down the road before, you know, you wouldn't feel like there was division there anymore. The racial tension wouldn't be there and things like that. But how bad does it get for quite a while if that division isn't there? You know what I'm saying? What like, you, like, no, what do you mean? like more people being mixed together, living closer to each other of, of any race, any color, that kind of a thing does homicide and things like that skyrocket before it gets better. Does that make sense? So you're saying if the division is eliminated, mm -hmm. do the crime numbers go up? Right. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. And I think you can use other cities as an example as to how that, how that has changed. And again, uh, Again, there, I, kind of what I said a few minutes ago, there, there are so many things that go into this. This would take us all night to talk about. But, you know, part of the things that people rally against and fight against and, and sort of they, – they object to the change that is brought on by a large, a large sort of movement 
And by movement, I mean like corporations and things like that, like gentrification and things of that nature. People don't like to see that. You know, people always sort of identify with gentrification as the reason that neighborhoods get destroyed because these large corporations bring in these businesses and they move out people who have lived there for a long time. They jack up the property values. The people who have lived there for a long time can no longer afford it, so they have to move. I get that. But gentrification can work within a community, meaning the community helps gentrify, and I'm using air quotes there, gentrify the neighborhood from within, right? Mm-hmm. By as a community cleaning up the areas that need to be cleaned up. It doesn't mean a Starbucks needs to move in. Right. It just means you as a community could enforce or sort of implement something positive into the community that would help change it for the better. Right. It doesn't always work, but it does work sometimes. So again, I, I gentrify, gentrification can be negative, and I understand why people fight against it, but it can also be positive if done by the right people, I guess is the way to put it. And the right people would be the people that actually live within the community. You know, right. some, some person buying a property, knocking it down, and then putting in a Starbucks and a, and a you know, a, a target or whatever, I, you know, these big corporations. Yeah, that doesn't, to be honest, no, that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone. And I don't think the people that should, that have lived in a neighborhood should be run out of there because they can't afford to live there. To me, that's, you know, that's defeating the purpose of building the community. You know, you want the community to consist of the people that built it in the first place and the people that have made it sort of given it the, the, the culture and the, the attitude and, and the, you know, the reasons that you like it. Don't run them out just because they can't afford to live there because we put in a, you know, right. and then, a bunch and of then we, business that brings up property value. Right. And then when property value goes up, you are pushing those people out that can't afford it. And that's, right. you know, and that's, that, I mean, that causes the division right there. Like, because exactly. now you have the uppity parts of town versus the poor, more poor parts of town. And yeah, that's, now we have St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, this could, this could take hours to talk about, but, you know, and, and again, people f- from outside of that community can help the people that live within that community to make it sort of, again, clean it up and put in, uh, Things that will will forget about forget about property value. Just bring up face value and the overall living quality. Right? I've seen it done, and it's been done in a community that I've lived in, where the, for instance, the uh, you know one of the neighborhoods that I've lived in, a community garden was put in. Right. That was all done by people that lived in the community. Someone didn't outside of the community didn't come in and put in a sink a bunch of dollars into the the space and buy up the property and then build you know a space the people within the community did it so that, that's kind of what I'm talking about you know a park a community garden a community center things like that things that will all help sort of reestablish the neighborhood and the community as a positive place to live um and again, it's e- easier said than done. I get that. You know, I'm certainly not at the forefront of doing these things, but I have seen it work. So that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, it, was, you know, it, when it comes down to the division that's already there, I guess that was where my question came from earlier was, you know, the division that's been so deep for so long, you try to, you know, get rid of that division. And now you have a lot of people who have, accepted that division and liked that division for so long, I guess you could say Oh yeah. that once, once you, you know, once you try to put more people together, it can cause a lot more issues. So that's why I was saying, like, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it feels like it's going to get worse before it gets better. But then again, it's getting worse regardless. So, and it's not being talked about. So it, you know, comes full circle, makes sense of what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's not being talked about near enough and not by the by the right people. Definitely. I think it's good for you and I to talk about it. Um, 
But again, you know, the mayor of St. Louis being so concerned about that. And I, I again, I have not once heard her address the 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 crime rate and the the homicide numbers and the amount of children. Forget about adults. Not that it's any, you know, I don't want anyone to be killed, but the amount of children that are killed in the city every year. It's it's preposterous. And the idea for her not to her or previous politicians address it in a way where at least put on the facade that you're concerned that you're working on it. Humor me, right? Right. Humor the people living there. Again, I don't live in necessarily in that community anymore. I'm outside of that community. Humor the people that live there, you know? That's someone's child, right? That's someone's mother, that's someone's father. It, it, it goes on and on. So sorry, I mean, it gets so depressing on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, as far as the mayor goes, uh, how, how long has the mayor, the mayor been in office? Uh, I don't know the exact, uh, I mean, I, can I, look it up. I, I was just curious if you, if you have been around long enough to see other mayors and if they are do have done the same thing in the past. Yeah, it's been the same thing. It's been the same, the same racket. It hasn't been addressed. So it's been like two years. Okay. Yeah. She was a long time alderman. Um, so she's been, again, she's had experience and she, she knows very well what's going on uh, because of her experience. But, you know, you know, if I had the answers, I would, I would just bypass her and enforce them, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have all the answers. But again, I, you know, <laughs> talking about it, I think, like you said, is important. So, right. It's a bummer. So thanks to the gross people in the Ozarks, the crime here once again gets overlooked. Those gross pool parties. That's weird, isn't it? Somewhere so far, yeah. somewhere so far away, <clears throat> something like that can overshadow a major topic like homicide. I just think, like you said, it's it's so normal, and people are so desensitized. But I don't think the news spends enough time on it, and when they do spend time on it, they talk about the wrong things. It's the wrong headline the narrative is not correct. Well, that also has to do with all the different media outlets and the news sources and stuff too, right? Cause you're going to hear just like everything else. You're going to hear different things from different news sources. Yeah, for sure. Not so much here in, in St. Louis. I think it, again, I think it's widespread where we're going to, we're going to touch on it, but we're going to you know, sweep it under the rug like we always do. And it, and again, it's, you think we would have learned our lesson, you know, uh, by we, I mean, St. Louis media with things like the Ferguson riots and, in in situations like that, but it, it just, it stays, it's, it is, it has stayed the same and it, I don't think it's going to change not anytime soon anyway, but I guess, I guess like the Ferguson riots that, that also has to do with everything that happened in a short amount of time too, kind of like the coronavirus, right? Like it, it's, it's big news for us for a short amount of time until it's over with. And then now things are back to normal. Yeah, but it was all opportunistic and, and the media and the news just jumped right on top of the, the opportunity. Right. It, it, bullshit. And again, it, it was such a national story that St. Louis to me got a, a bad rap because of it, you know, I remember around the time I, w I, I was out of town or I would be out of town and I would get in an Uber or a cab and, you know, I like to riff with my drivers and, you know, so talking. And I remember one guy, where are you from? I was like, oh, St. Louis, Missouri. And he goes, oh, Ferguson. And I go, no, St. Louis, Missouri. He goes, that's not Ferguson. And I go, well, Ferguson is in or is a part of St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. He goes, oh, I thought that was in St. Louis. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure what you're not understanding. I go, <laughs> not all of St. Louis is Ferguson and not all of Ferguson is St. Louis. But so he just had this, you know, again, he, he's my Uber driver, but he, not that that's a bad thing. But he, uh, he just had this misconception about the entire thing. And, and that's not his fault. Where did you say you, me, where, where did you say you were at when that happened? I was in Los Angeles when that happened, uh, okay. actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I, see, in a place like that, I can understand that more. And it's not, it's not a, 
it's just it, a lack yeah. of knowledge. I mean, it's not that he's, yeah, you know, stupid or incoherent. It's just that it's a lack of knowledge. You don't know, but you're in LA with a billion people. And yeah, I mean, we're a flyover state to mm-hmm. everyone out there. So, I mean, yeah, whatever's happening here is, it's a speck of dust in their world. Right. You and, know what and, I mean? And they, they know about the, the things that make news big enough that makes it to LA. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, I, uh, retweeted the mayor. In a, in, a, in a not so positive way, but whatever. I was really surprised to see people kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. She sucks. It's not really the re- the reaction I was looking for <laughs> necessarily, but hey, I'll take it. Whatever. Wait, is that something? Yeah. Is that some something you would have gotten in a war with somebody about, or were you just let it go? If so, if somebody if somebody what? No, go ahead. If somebody personally, I guess, attacked what you said. Yeah. For the for the opposition, is that something that you would get in a war with somebody on on Twitter, or would you have just been like, "Whatever, man," and let it go? Well, I won't get in. <laughs> I wouldn't get in a war on Twitter anyway. But if they had been like, "Well, the coronavirus is a more serious thing right now," is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, my response is going to be what I said to you a couple of minutes ago. It's look. Long after the coronavirus is gone, this is still going to be an issue here. Yeah. So I don't care if there's a a pandemic going on. It needs to be addressed by the city's leaders. It just does. And it's not. Well, uh, so so the reason why I asked that is because you said that is not, you didn't expect for so many people to agree with what you said. So what did you expect? If you didn't expect it. Yeah, I didn't really expect anything, to be honest. Okay. I, honestly, I, I mean, the, the 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 Ozark story had already been a couple of days at this point. Well, yeah, it had been like a day and a half, I guess. So I didn't really expect anything, you know. Uh, and I don't ever expect anything when I tweet or retweet anything. I just do it to do it, mm-hmm. you know. It's a platform, again. So I'm going to use the platform to talk about it if one person sees it and goes, oh, yeah. That's fucked up what's going on in St. Louis and no one's talking about it. Then cool. That's a win, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, I wasn't really looking for, re- I don't ever look for reactions. You know, that's part of the reason I don't have Facebook because that's all it is. It's <laughs> just voyeuristic hate and anger on a screen like all day. So yeah, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything necessarily. But was still surprised by the reaction I got, I guess, is the be- the better way to to put so, it. So you kind of expected people to be more down the middle, I guess. Uh, yeah. Or not Why care. Not? Or not care. Because yeah. it's normal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm so sure, I did that, ask you, I'm sure uh, there's things that you can do. We just don't know what those things are. Because if... We... I, cer- I certainly don't. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you haven't seen Uncut Gems? I asked you this earlier. No. Do you want to see it? I do. I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things about it, and it's a different. Are you an Adam Sandler fan? I am, and I've heard this is a different, massively different role for him. I'm gonna disagree with that. Okay. I don't think it, I don't think it is at all. Yeah. So like you, I've heard nothing but good things. Should have won an Oscar. It's his best performance ever. You gotta see it. It's so good. So the first 10 minutes of the movie are 10 of the most boring moments of my life. <laughs> I wanted to turn it off. I was so bored. Now listen, I'm very those who know me well and they know when I'm with movies and TV shows, I'm incredibly particular. And I do get bored easily. So the fact that I didn't turn it off and I, and I st- stuck it out and I watched the whole thing is an accomplishment for me. But I was extremely bored. And then I think this worked against me in a way because like The Last Dance, I waited till the sort of the buzz kind of died down a little bit mm-hmm. and then I watched it and I loved it. I think this worked against me. I think I should have just watched it when it came out. When all the hype was instead there. Instead of, 
Yeah. Instead of hearing all the hype and reading all the comments and this and that. I'm not sure what accent Adam Sandler is doing. And also he's doing it and he's jumping in and out of it. Like he's kind of forgetting that he's in character. It just wasn't that great to me. The ending is good. The last 10 minutes is good. But I didn't. And I actually read I read uh, one of the comments I remember reading on on Twitter about it from someone who is comical with their reviews of stuff. But he was like, yeah, if you if you just look at him as being the regular Adam Sandler in this movie where he just kind of yells and is, does all of his normal antics, then you're an amateur. And I was kind of like, I don't really know what that means. Like, I'm not a film critic. I just like to watch films. Like, I like movies. Right. But I also like to be entertained. I don't like to be bored. I was just so often throughout it, I was just bored. But I won't give anything away because you haven't seen it. So, um, well, okay, so just give me, answer me this. Is it building storylines in the parts that you were bored? I guess so. Even if it was, it, it was boring to me. So there, so there's not many seasons of things that you can get through, I assume. Because a lot of seasons of shows, you know, it, your first season may be, you know, these different episodes be building the storyline for one person. Yeah, but so what? It can't be entertaining because you're building a storyline? Well, I'm just saying that I could see where that would be the most boring where it could be the most boring or, or so say like there's an episode where a lot of really good things happen. And then you may have another episode. The next episode might be something that's building up a character or something. So it's not so not so much excitement going on in the show. It's more of a, you, you, does that make sense? Like you're building a character versus all these different things happening at one time. Yeah, no, I get it. There needs to be character development. There needs to be, yeah, I get it. The whole thing, I understand, believe me. All of that aside, I was fucking bored. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I was just bored. I didn't think, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a filmmaker, but I just didn't think that it was that interesting of a story. I didn't think like there was nothing going on to make me really want to keep watching i did because i wanted to give it a chance and also the idea that people said that this is like adam sandler's career defining performance he should have won an oscar and he was snubbed because he didn't even get nominated which again the oscars are total but he was snubbed because he didn't get nominated I, i was i was curious i was like wow i mean who is this guy robert de niro like i had to i had to know i had to know there, there were a few things about it that I really did like. Do you like the movie Scarface? Yeah. One of my favorite things about Scarface is how over-the-top cheesy and campy it is at times. Right. And I think that was all on purpose. I don't think that they were trying to go for something to be... I, I don't think they were trying to be ahead of their time or groundbreaking. I think they were trying to do that on purpose. Right. To sell the point of that this guy's life is so ridiculous, right? You're just you're you're not going to be able to stop watching because it's it's so unbelievable, right? Uh Brian De Palma is the guy that directed that Scarface. Okay. He has a couple of other movies that are just hands down just awesome. So I like him as a director and I like that movie. But with the with uncut gems, there were those few moments. A lot of it was the the score, so the music in it, and the from shot to shot things that were just the way it was shot. I I got that sort of like campy Scarface feel, and somebody probably would tell me I'm crazy. That's not what they were going for at all. They don't see that. That's what I felt, and I think that's what kind of kept me motivated to keep watching it. Right. The very last three minutes of the film totally reminded me of the ending of Scarface. Wow. Just me. Just me. A lot, um, a lot and, because and, of the music? I, I don't mean like the scenes or anything like that or the ending of what happens with the story. I just mean the the closing credits, the music, the way the movie sort of, the way the storyline is over and now we need to sort of transition into the credits. All of that reminded me of Scarface, which I liked. So the payoff was good for me because I was bored for an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'll let you watch it and you can, you can give me your review. Okay. 
I'm not. I was I was actually thinking about it when I was watching it. I was like, I was asking myself, am I an Adam Sandler fan? And then I started thinking about the movies of his that I've actually seen because I know he's been in some shit where I'm like, I've not seen that. I don't know what that is. So like, I'll give you the ones that I know I haven't seen that I know everyone sort of loved. Okay. I've never seen Click. Okay. Never seen Mr. Deeds. Okay. I've never seen um what the movie where he's a hairdresser don't mess with the zohan sure i've heard many people say that's funny never seen it there's another one that he's in where he like plays like a dude and a chick they're like brother sister jack and jill (laughs) you had that like ready to go never seen that shit so there are a lot of movies Uh, what's the other one what's the one he's in with um uh um jack nicholson you know, what the, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Big movie back. Anger management. Yes, I've never seen that. Wow. So I've seen all the. Never seen it. Weird. So I've seen all the obvious ones. I've seen Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh, you know, Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, the main ones, Waterboy, those five. Other than that, I've never seen any of that. I just none of it looked. Like I would like it. You know what, though? He did have a movie come out recently on Netflix with Jennifer Aniston. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're like on vacation and he's like a yes. cop and he has to be. Yes, but I don't remember what it's called. I watched I it. I don't either, but we watched it and it wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed it. See, I, I, I enjoyed I, it the, the reason... a shit ton more than I did Uncut Gems. See, I figured that you would like more Adam Sandler movies because of what you just told me that you like when things are over the top cheesy. And a lot of yeah, his, a not, lot of his not movies in a are comedic way though. Not in a comedic uh, okay, way. Okay. I see. No, I, I don't try to be funny with a guy slipping on a banana peel and falling on his butt. <laughs> right. I, I don't need the three stooges humor. We'll leave that to the three stooges. I'm saying like it, the movie's meant to be a drama or a thriller, but we throw in some cheese. I'm all for. It. I love that. I love that. I don't know. That's <laughs> like I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Like that's what I was like. And I, I what's what's an? A, a, there's another big one that I'm forgetting. Did you mention Fifty First Dates? I don't know what that is, but I haven't seen it. The one with uh, Drew Barrymore. I would. Let me just say this: if a movie has Drew Barrymore in it, I have not seen it. Okay. Trust me when I say that. This is this is blowing my mind. Because Why? because I feel like if, I feel like if the roles were reversed, you would be all over me making fun of me for not seeing these movies. For not seeing a Drew Barrymore movie? That you that's not what I'm saying. Adam Sandler, yes. Um No, nah, man. I haven't what's a that's not the one I was thinking of. There's another big one, man. Do you know what it's about? I don't know what any of these fucking movies are about. <laughs> what was Billy Madison about? <laughs> it wasn't about anything. It really wasn't. It was just him going shimmer, 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 shimmer for two hours <laughs> with little kids. And then Happy Gilmore was shimmer, shimmer, shimmer with golf. God damn. I can't, I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. I got to look it up. I got to know what it is now. What are you going to do? Just IMDB Adam Sandler? Sure. And I was just going to ask you what his name was again. Okay, Jesus. Grown-ups. Oh, either one? Never of, you've it. never seen either one of them? Never seen it. There's only two, right? I think there's only two. I don't know. All I know is I heard, I remember hearing whenever, I don't know, whatever I was listening to, that those movies made a ton of money. Just a shit, well, it's astronomical an, it's a, amount it, I mean, it's an all-star comedy cast. That's why. And I think... Excuse me. I think that when it comes to situations like that, it can get tricky and go south fast when you have too many people that are big names in one movie. Does that make sense? Because you, like you, some can over, like some of the guys can overshadow the other guys, even though they're really big names. So do you feel that happened in this movie? I don't think so. I'm just saying that it can. 
So if it didn't happen in this movie, why does it matter? It just thought it was the thought crossed my mind. So I said it. <laughs> so you think that there were too many comedy giants in that movie? So who's in that movie? So potentially. It's, it's, Rob so Schneider, Nick Swardson. Nick Swardson might have only been in the second one. No, I think. I don't remember. Rob Schneider, Chris Rock, Kevin James, and David Spade, of course. I think that might be the main cast. But still, those are giants in the comedy world. Giants? Yeah. Chris Rock, dude. Chris Rock. Kevin James. For sure. As far as it maybe not maybe not stand up comedy as far as Kevin James goes, but I don't think people know who he is unless he's playing a UPS driver. Seriously, if I'm being honest, I, that's just me. But I will t- I some- will tell you that I have watched his re- most recent stand up and it wasn't great in my opinion. Uh, I knew he released something, but I didn't I didn't watch it. Um, there's another guy who's just got movie on top of movie on top of movie. They've all been successful. Like, you know, making money. I have not seen one of them. I did. I'll be, it's, it was probably like within the past year I watched, um, just because I don't know if I had the flu or something, but I watched, uh, the mall cop movie. Paul Blart mall cop. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I can't, I can't believe you didn't at least try to watch. Here's comes the boom. Is that the MMA one? Uh huh. I can't. That, that goes there, against there would be everything. Too, you think there would be too many things that don't line up as far as the fighting well, actually I goes mean, and I, stuff? I watched that stupid Warrior movie, so I might as well watch Here Comes the Boom. You didn't like Warrior? So, no. No. Hmm. No. It, it, well, the, the idea that they're fighting like twice a day is ridiculous. But that's that's me being picky about the MMA. I, I don't like Tom Hardy. Oh, really? No. Okay. He's the same person in every role he's ever played. <laughs> okay. Oh, like, cool. A new Tom Hardy movie. Let me guess. He doesn't talk the entire movie because that's what he's good at. Yeah. And it was funny. He plays Al Capone in this new movie that's already out. And someone said something to me. I thought, was it you? Someone said so. something to me about it. So he plays Al Capone. And I go, oh, man. That's going to be a challenge because he might have to actually speak. And they go, well, no, it's after he has syphilis and he can no longer talk. Now that makes sense. That Weird. makes sense. Total sense for Tom Hardy. It's a, the advanced years of his life when he contracts syphilis or is sick. And Why would they want to make a movie about that? I don't know. Also, why would you get a British guy to play Al Capone for fuck's sake? Anyway, isn't Steve Carell doing a something coming up that's like a big? I don't remember. But anyways, so as far as uh, Happy Madison goes, which is the company of Adam Sandler, but a movie that he was not in that I just recently watched last night, actually, The Wrong Missy. Oh, the yeah, yeah. So the David Spade thing that I keep seeing on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not <laughs> something. No that, it's not something that you would want to watch. Me personally. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's entertaining enough to watch, but I don't know that I laughed out loud at all through the entire thing. If I did, it may have been uh, a part by Nick Swardson. Cause he has a decent role in it and he's like 50 pounds heavier. I don't know if he stopped boozing or what, but he is like 50 pounds heavier now. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him on some podcasts. He doesn't look great. No, (laughs) he doesn't look look very good. (laughs) No, but I don't know. It's it's a, it's a movie. It's a more, it's a movie where David Spade isn't playing the, like he's got a little bit of a more serious role in it. And the chick, I can't think of what her name is off the top of my head, but the girl, the girl that's in it, the lead role is who's supposed to overshadow everybody in the movie. Mm-hmm. I I know, like- I, I, I can't remember her name, but I know what she's from and I'm not going to tell you what she's from because you're going to be like, did you seriously watch that show? <laughs> oh, do it. Let me guess how I met your mother. No. Big bang theory. No. Um, Probably not something you're going to think of. You got to tell me now. 
Orange is the New Black. Do you even know what that is? I know what it is, and I'm not surprised that you watched it. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, the movie sounds like loads of fun. I can't wait to not watch it. <laughs> well, the reason, why, the reason why I brought it up is because I seen a snippet of Dana White on social media promoting it. And to me, he did not feel genuine. It did not feel genuine at all of him promoting it. And he says like something along the lines of this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. And I guess promoting it as hard as he possibly can, but it's almost like he's got a smile on his face that he knows that he's lying when he's saying it. And the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, how much money are you being paid right now to do this? Because you didn't just randomly get on social media and say, I love this movie. This movie is so funny. Watch it. There's a reasoning why you did it. So I would like to see what yeah. the, I would like to see what the price tag is. Will you ever find out that price tag or what? I, I mean, is that a possibility? Can Is there some well, way to research that? Who stands to benefit if he tweets about a movie on Netflix? Netflix? But what's the angle? I'm confused. I mean, he has a lot of followers, obviously. But right. Like, you, I mean, Dana White's a huge name that a lot of people follow. People go watch it because he said it, which means yeah. more more views on the movie more you know so which means more money in everybody's pockets including netflix and including the cast members funniest movie he may not have said the funniest movie i've ever seen but it was somewhere it was some along those lines i'd have to send you the clip well i think we should send him a copy of coming to america or something because he is <laughs> he's not he's not watching the right shit um god <laughs> oh, just because you mentioned him, it made me think of MMA. I did watch. Have you seen Den of Thieves? It's on Netflix right now. Uh -uh. It's like trending on Netflix. Okay, it came out a couple years ago. Really good movie. Uh, it's like a heist movie, but um, Max Holloway, Michael Bisping, a couple of MMA guys are in it. Okay. Small roles, like nothing big, but uh, like the the star of the movie is it's the. The two stars is it's the dude from uh, 300, whoever that guy, whatever the guy is. I don't know his name. Oh, uh, is that Gerard Butler? Yes. Yeah. He plays a cop. And then the 50 Cent is in it. But um, the main sort of criminal guy is um, Paco Schreiber. Do you know who that is? Uh-uh. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um as soon as you saw his face, you would know who he is. So he's in it. He's you know who Liev Schreiber is. Yes, it's his brother. I think I know the name for sure. Who? Give me something he was in. Liev Schreiber, what played? Um, he was the original, or he played um, Sabretooth in one of the, I think, in the Wolverine movie. I have no idea. Like, have you seen Goon? Is that with? Sean William Scott. The hockey movie? No, I have not, but I know of the movie. <laughs> God damn I'll, 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 I'll look him up. <laughs> have you seen Scream? Yes. Cotton Weary? Okay, okay. That's Liev Schreiber. Okay. I had to go all the way back to like his first role ever. Jeez. Anyway, he's been in a ton of stuff. His brother plays the lead criminal in this uh, this movie. You seen Thirteen Hours? That's a no. Never mind. I don't remember. Uh, just look him up. You would know his face. He's been okay. in a ton of stuff. Okay. He's always in. He he's in a lot of like, uh, like you know, like crime movies, thr thrillers like that, uh, war movies. Like he he plays a lot of those roles. Okay. Really good movie though. Uh, Bisbing makes his appearance right at the end of the movie, which I thought was funny. My wife thinks he's incredibly hot she'd every time she sees him it's just like oh yeah she just she'd leave me for bisbing in a second wow um uh, yeah yeah super weird but um as soon as he came on the screen she goes oh there's my man and i was like god damn it but um <laughs> i remember i remembered him talking about maybe on joe rogan's podcast or one of the podcasts i heard him on talking about being in that movie because he was like yeah i'm in a movie with you know he was naming the people in the movie 
He's like, I got a small role in this movie. A bunch of people are in it, 50 cents in it, blah, 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 blah. And I remember hearing about it and never seeing anything about it, really. And then I just, when I was reading it, saw it on Netflix. It was, like, trending. I read it, and I was like, oh, that's that movie. Really good movie. Really fun. Entertaining. Um, the exact opposite of what Uncut Gems was. What can you do? Anyway. I don't know. You, so this is going to be a long circle that I'm going to make here, but you said you mentioned MMA. It reminded me of wrestling for some reason. And in there's one part in the wrong Missy that actually kind of made me crack up, and it's just like a fly-by joke. But do you know who Roman Reigns is? He's a WWE wrestler. He's The Rock's cousin or something like that. Okay. Anyways, he's a big Samoan guy. And... David Spade ends up like in a confrontation with him in the movie. Not, he's not actually Roman Reigns in the movie. He's just a guy. Anyways, somebody mentions that he, that David Spade just got in a fight with Aquaman. And I thought it was really funny because he's just a big Samoan guy, but Aquaman is Jason Momoa. Do you know who Jason Momoa is? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I know who that is because okay. of Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you never knew, seen it, but okay. Well, never mind. This joke is not going over well. But it was. Nope. It was. <laughs> no it was. If you knew who Roman Reigns was, it might go a little, go a little bit better. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I apologize for a bad joke, but I tried. Um, I don't know. We can talk about it real quick. You want to make a prediction on uh, the main event this weekend? Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns. St. Louis's own Tyron Woodley, his first fight since losing the title. How do you feel? Man, it's been a long time since he lost the title, hasn't it? He hasn't fought in a long time. It's been a He went off and did his rap his his rap career, right? No, the rap came actually before he lost the title, unfortunately. So I don't want to make it I don't want to make a connection here. I gotcha. Um Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I, it's a good fight for him. I think it's a. I think Burns is a good challenge for him and a good fight for him to come back to, because I think he's bigger than Burns. You know, Burns started at lightweight, so I, I think it, I think it's a good fight for him. Burns is obviously the hotter fighter. He's on a five fight winning streak. Just knocked out Maya, something that Woodley could not do. Um, yeah, so, I don't think Woodley was trying to either. Yeah, his, his his game plan was more don't get taken down. Yeah, yeah, he did connect a couple. He not he hurt him big time, but but also Damian Maya also got Damian Maya is also on the downslide for sure, age wise yeah. for sure. Yeah, either way, but also Burns got TKO'd by Dan Hooker. Really? So if Woodley hits you, yeah, no 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 offense, no disrespect to Dan Hooker, but he doesn't hit anywhere close to as hard as Woodley hits. So I think it's a good fight. I think it's going to be an entertaining fight. Um, I think you either see a finish or unfortunately, I think you see a boring five round decision for someone. And I think the middle round, I think rounds three and four, just, just lackluster. I think the fight just drags on. And then round five, someone might show some urgency, but, uh, but I think I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, a, I'm, as you know, a Woodley fan. I'm excited to see him fight. So I think it's a good fight for him to come back to. Is there any other notable fights on that card? Yeah. Well, the the main, uh, the co-main, if you call it that, is Ivanov and Shamil Androvkov, however you say his his Russian name. Uh, both in the top fifteen. It's a it's a good fight. That that's going to be a good fight. Mackenzie Dern is fighting. That's like everyone's favorite okay. female fighter right now because of her her bootay. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be a good card. I'm excited for it. What do you um, th- What do you think about Mackenzie Dern as a fighter? I haven't seen enough yet to even. I mean, make she it. came she came from the grappling world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, grappling. She's she's no joke. But I haven't really seen enough of her to make any sort of assessment and. Who am I to make an assessment of her anyway? Right. But. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, I want to leave a little bit of a cliffhanger on, on as far as MMA goes, what I want to talk about on the next show. 
is going to be okay. some of the rumors that are going around about Connor fighting Usman. Yeah. That's a rumor that's going around. There's also a rumor about Nate Diaz and Masvidal fighting for a second time. Well, let's be clear why that the rumor that Nate and Masvidal might fight again. Nate, for some reason, just felt like he should get on Twitter and start talking about how he's still the baddest motherfucker out there, even though he got beat. And, of course, Masvidal had to respond being like, um, what happened? Right. I think that's a smart move to make by Nate. And we can get into this, obviously, next show. But I think that's a smart move to make by Nate because, to me, that's an easier fight for the UFC to make for him right now. So I, I, I like both rumors. I'm excited about both at the idea that that could possibly happen. So, Well, the, if, the, if it's a real possibility that we could see Connor and Usman, then we got a lot to talk about on the next show because of everything we just talked about with Connor and about how you said that he doesn't need to fight. And what the and what what could happen if he does fight? I didn't say he doesn't need to fight. You did too. He doesn't need to fight a lightweight. Right. Well, this would be completely different. This is fighting for the welterweight title. I get I get so, that. Next show. Next show. All right. Ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right. We are out. Oh.